Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow hosts, fellow nerd, fellow friend, Fellow, fellow, Matt O'Hara. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, just, you know, you know, trying to keep up a lot of loose ends with all these tight ends mm. all over the place, just disappearing. Abracadabra, bitches. Easy come, easy go. Hey, Hunter Henry, how you doing? I'll be back at the end of the year. Maybe. He's Maybe. already running. Greg Olson. Adios. Haven't seen you in a while, buddy. Yeah, send a postcard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss you. Wherever <laughs> you be. Um, who else has been gone? Who else has been gone? And Jack Doyle's missed the last couple weeks here. Yeah. He's been a little dinged up, allowing our friend Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron, tight end number five on the year so far. Yeah, man. He's, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. Let me give you, Matt, real quick before we get into our injuries for the week, because obviously we're, we have a little theme here going. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give you the top six fantasy tight ends as we're a quarter of the way through the NFL season a third of the way through our fantasy season. Matt, tight end number one, Jared Cook, Oakland Raiders. I mean, who didn't see that coming preseason? My balls did not see that coming. No. At all. That's how blindsided it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Need to clean those up a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get ready to go out. Uh, tight end number two, Travis Kelsey, consistent. Very consistent. He's always up there. Safety. Yep. Tight end number three, Zach Ertz. Safety. Very good, yeah. You know Dallas Goddard's on the rise. Uh-oh. Uh, tight end number four, George Kittle, a tight end we've loved. Yep. Had a big week this week with uh, no surprise. that we mentioned last week, you shouldn't be surprised that C.J. Bethard is, out of Iowa, his college quarterback. So they do have a nice little rapport there already. And C.J. Bethard, he doesn't go downfield very much. So it, it would make sense that uh, that George Kittle would be, you know, targeted often. Big fan of George Kittle. Yep. Tight end number five, Eric Ebron. Another thing. You know, when it comes to balls, usually there's two sides. Both balls, both sides miss this one on Jared Cook and Eric Ebron. Didn't see it coming. Well, you know, maybe maybe like you said, you were getting ready and you maybe you powdered them a little bit and then they got a little dusty. You couldn't really Yeah, you got to be able to see. I mean, how are you going to get the answers if you can't see? You need those to be really smooth like an egg. Like an egg. Yeah. Like, gotta be, hey, I need to trust you. I got to see here. We got to be very uh, transparent. That's the word I'm looking for. That is, yes, because uh, eggs are hard to see through. Yeah, and they're yeah. fragile. you got to cuff them, right. you know, cuff them cuff like, em. nicely and ask to be gentle. And, hey, who's going to be tight end one? Oh, there it is, Jared Cook. So, oh. Who's going to be in t- tight end number five? Eric Ebron. These balls have got to be broken. <laughs> Stop doing meth balls. <laughs> this is crazy. And then tight end number six on the year. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. I mean, yeah, not, nothing crazy there. Not a bad talent. Uh, he's always had just issues staying healthy. And so. Let's just go through. Number seven, Rob Gronkowski. Number eight, Trey Burton. Number nine, O.J. Howard. Number 10, Tyler Eifert. Number 11, Jimmy Graham. Number 12, Jesse James. Some of these guys won't even be playing next week. O.J. Howard, no thanks. Tyler Eifert, never again. But let's start at the top of the list. We have uh, some injuries to talk about. Mm-hmm. More injuries than normal. Like we say on every show, we'll be back here next week talking injuries because every single week we have more injuries. Look at us finish mm-hmm. each other's sentences. sentences. Oh, sorry. oh my God. Jinx. <laughs> Jinx, buddy. Uh, so Jake, but 
tears his ACL. Yeah, man, that was like a non-contact ACL tear in in a Thursday practice last week, so we didn't get a chance to cover it. Um, but that's his third ACL tear. Um, obviously, I think this is. I think he had two in the one leg, and now this is the other leg. Oh, consistent. Yes. So, uh, you think Jake Butt will ever be fantasy relevant? No, unfortunately, I think this is going to be one of those guys that can never really his body just physically can't hold up to it doesn't, no doesn't seem like it uh three acl tears within what three years is pretty consistent to me of being injury prone i don't know i mean obviously yeah. the the last two have been in the past couple of years i don't i don't know when the last one was the, or the first one close enough for me right on um tyler eifert out for the year, broke his ankle. Did you see the play? Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I did. I haven't seen anything that ugly since I accidentally walked into the senior citizens' changing room. Jesus, that was bad. Yeah, that was not good. No, it was ankles uh, are not supposed to bend like that. No, and I saw it, and I was like, oh my gosh! And yeah. I watched it again, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Want to watch that again? I'm like, I just to make sure it bent the way I thought it bent. Yep, and it did. Yes, it did. It's like somebody giving the peace sign, V for victory. They did with his ankle bone. Yeah, yeah, he already had surgery. Out for the year. Talking about a guy that just has bad luck. Uh, bad injury history. And, yeah, I guess bad luck plays into that a little bit, man. But yeah. like, some guys, I mean, just like we were mentioning with Jake Butt, some guys' bodies just can't physically hold up to the NFL game. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe we should cha- shave that damn mullet off the back of his head. Maybe we'll get a little bit more luck. I didn't want to hit a guy while he was down, but that's terrible hair. Oh, terrible hair. Yeah. I'll, hit, I'll hit a guy when he's down when he's got hair like that. I'm like, <laughs> listen, dude, like we're bros, right? I know you're trying to like be funny with that hair, but there's nothing funny about that mullet. <laughs> all right, it's bad enough you already walked under 14 ladders. You have a black cat. You broke 18 mirrors. Come on, buddy, shave the mullet. Think... Something's got to change. Maybe you looked a little bit more classy. Maybe your body would play a little bit classier. Because right now you're looking like you, Jim Bob Cooter, could be best friends. <laughs> you want to go play for the Lions? Because they'll take you there. You guys go do some fly fishing, uh, wear some camo, go mudding. Ride a Bronco, ride a horse, any of the, ride any, a tractor. All of the above. Milk a cow, <laughs> impregnate a cow. You see how they do that stuff, too? They like put their hands in places I, they don't belong. I know. <laughs> yeah, with like syringes and stuff. I've seen videos on YouTube. You watch some weird stuff, man. I guess. I, mean, I don't think it was more like on TV or something. I don't, yeah, I don't I know just, what these people do in the country. I'm a suburb guy. I don't know anything about country living. Again, there's like an apocalypse. Like I'm, I'm done for. Like yeah. I, I'm done for. You're an inside cat. I'm definitely an inside you've cat. Been, you've been declawed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, you gotta get your own food. Like uh, once the Twinkies run out, I'm pretty much done for. Like I can't grow anything. I'm like oh, there's a pumpkin. I go look at your yard where the fox or whatever ate the pumpkin and pooped all over your yard, and I got pumpkins growing on your yard. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd be, yeah. I'd have to, like, go, like, move to Florida and find, like, an orange tree, and I'd just go on, like, an orange diet and fish. I'd eat fish. I'd eat a lot of fish. I think, I mean, I think you would acclimate. Oranges. Yeah, you'd eventually learn how to get some stuff. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. I mean. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have a plan, at least. Like, even if I, like, I like I hit a cow, like, I know the ribs are good. The thigh bone would probably be, like, I'm, I'm clueless when it comes to survival techniques. I, like, I, I, I'd be in big trouble. Clearly. So I'm like, you want some fancy football advice? Oh, wait, there's no football players left? Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. So uh, Tyler Eifert's gone. Tyler Eifert is gone. Like I gone. would be during Apocalypse. <laughs> Just like you. Damn mullet. <laughs> um, we also lost Will Disley. Yeah, man. Uh, Patellar tendon. Um, obviously, guy, he's a guy who started off really good and kind of tapered off 
So the first two weeks were good. Then the last, the past two weeks were not have not been all that great anyway. So he might have just kind of been a flash in the pan type of guy. Um, oh but, yeah, he's. But we'll never know now. I mean, you know, most likely you'll be able to throw him on your IR and and see if, how he comes back next year. But patellar tendons are particularly tricky to come back from. Jimmy Graham did it. Jimmy Graham did that's it. That's like he's literally like pretty one of the, much the only people I know that actually came back. And honestly, because we're gonna talk about Jimmy Graham here a little bit later. I mean. But, but, I mean, besides, he leads the league in red zone targets, and he scores touchdowns. But, like, what has Jimmy Graham, like, really done lately? Oh, nothing. Not yeah. much, yeah. We're going to talk about Jimmy he Graham. Catches, I mean, he catches touchdowns. That's what he does. He's got a big body. He knows how to use it. Yeah. yeah. He's got yeah, legs. Keep going. And he knows how to use it. Um, jump. You can't jump because your patellas are gone. Right. So, I mean, I don't think he has this. He obviously doesn't have the straight line speed that he used to. Or Do you think if I didn't do baseball, uh, I could be a singer? No. Me neither. Yeah. Is it the lisp or is it just my tone? Uh, Both. Strong statement for me. Yeah. Just wondering there. We were mm-hmm. doing that little ditty. I was like, oh, I made it. And I was like, uh, no. probably not. I mean, don't, I, mean I couldn't either. So. Well, clearly. Yeah. I mean, we all know that. Yeah. Don't make this about you. It's about me. <laughs> Uh, so those are all tight ends are gone. To make you feel better, man. <laughs> oh no! And then OJ Howard. OJ Howard out uh, two to four weeks, sprained MCL. I mean, same, basically same injury that um, Evan Ingram. We lost him a couple weeks ago to that same same type of injury. I mean, who else is gone? Everybody's gone. And there's, then you got there's a, I, lot, a lot of tight ends that we that are you know people were really relying on this year that that have fallen by the wayside due to injury. Yeah, if you have Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey, hold them close. Oh, Very yeah. close. They, I mean, dude, you got George Kittle. You're you're riding high, man. Yeah, I mean, it was even Jimmy Graham tied at eleven. I I see Jimmy kind of finishing, like anywhere from eight to eleven on oh, the year. Oh, I definitely great. see that. Yep. Um, I mean, Vance McDonald's been any up, mm-hmm. like guys that you were like you were hoping, even like Austin Hooper. So I, I still have some high hopes for Austin Hooper being only twenty three years old. He's sitting around wide receiver sixteen. We want to see Ricky Seals Jones take a leap forward. He didn't take a leap forward at all. Ingram's hurt. David Njoku, I, I don't even know where this guy is. I know Baker's going to help him a little bit, but he needs to get more involved. They're talking about in Cleveland now, uh, maybe taking some re- snaps away from Antonio Callaway with those drops of last week. So maybe this will help Njoku. But at the same time, there's a lot of guys out here that aren't really doing anything. Uh, elite tight ends is a position I always talk about what I want to have, I want it, I need. And this is why. It's a, it's a, position where if you got one of the top guys that they're difference makers and it gives you that edge over your opponents just because there's not many good guys out there and then when some of the good guys even start they're there go down it makes even that much more of an edge over your opponents if we talk about dynasty when you get to the top then you get into playoffs into the championship game there's some pretty damn good teams there when they get there just like a redraft league but even different because they're more uh top heavy in dynasty and Sometimes where you can get an edge over your opponent is going to be that tight end position. So right now, if you have a guy like Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, that's a huge benefit. And, of course, Rob Gronkowski, he's had a slow couple of weeks. He'll probably come out later. But like if you had a guy like Jared Cook, back end of your roster. I mean, in some leagues that were a little bit more shallow, I bet Jared Cook was on some waiver wires. Yeah, yeah, he could have been. Um, I mean, it's to the point now. I mean, we lose a couple more of these tight ends for the year, uh, any type of injury. And if you have a guy that's – projected for double digit points week to week i mean the other the other guy is going to be projected at like three to five points like like it's getting bad man i mean this is probably the worst i remember it being um in the past few years at the position i feel like we kind of say that every year so maybe it maybe it's just that it's the freshest right now last year is bad 
But yeah. tight end, it's been really bad tight end. I it mean, is. this is a really freaky year for tight end. Well, that's what I mean. At tight end, it's specifically, um, it just seems like week to week, it's been a struggle. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it started in the offseason for me with the Hunter Henry injury. But that was I, it. I kind of feel like I've just been chasing my tail at the position in, in a lot of the leagues that I'm in. So you should be tasting those tight ends instead of the tail. Well, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Basically the same thing. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. But they, we're also today we're going to talk about um, some guys that we think are going to be some good sells right now because we have still have a couple more injuries to talk about, but I'll get into it here in a little bit. We'll something we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about guys that are good sell and good value, and a couple of those guys are tight end, which is with all these injuries going to increase their value. So there's some players we feel right now, some of them are actually pretty good players, where it's just a good time to sell, albeit you're not a contender. So right. we'll get into the reason why here shortly. But let's talk about some more injuries, shall we? Let's dig in. T.Y. Hilton's got that strained hammy. Yeah, he he also did like um he did a dive and catch this past week and kind of fell pretty awkwardly. It looked like on his arm or shoulder as well. What are you, what are you in the circus? Huh? You diving over there in the <laughs> what are you, a circus guy? Uh-huh. You're not you're T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Do put your you do the YMCA dance exactly. when you score touchdowns. Yeah. Never a big T.Y. Hilton guy. Me neither. He's a slight little fellow. So, I mean, yeah. Plays on Thursday night, probably miss this week. He'll be back the following week. You think he's going to miss? Uh, it's kind of short notice. Be, yeah, hammies yeah. can be pretty tricky. You're right. It's like the number one injury that flares back up right. when you get back out there. Speaking of flare back up, uh, Leonard so, Fournette. Sorry. Um, before we move on to Leonard Fournette's ailing hammy, um, Chester Rogers didn't have a bad game in, in you know, filling in kind of a little bit for that T.Y. Hilton type of thing. Look for that. Yeah, so this not, week. not a bad guy. Guy we've been talking about for, what, two years now? Yeah. Two and a half years we've been talking about Chester Rogers is getting his chance. Listen, Chester, okay? Now or never. Now or never, bud. Yeah. Okay? You're going to be on national TV. Show everybody what you're working with. Exactly. Got some good talent out there. Let's go back to the hammies. Let's go back to the hammies. So Leonard Fournette uh, missed the last couple weeks with a strained hammy. Mm-hmm. Comes back in, plays a couple plays. Goes right back out. What is Ouch. it? Ouch, Na- my hammy. Is is he playing the hokey pokey? <laughs> you put your right leg in, you put your right leg out. Jesus, you Louises. put your right leg in and you pull your little hammy. Yeah, you shake it too much. <laughs> Don't be shaking it about like that, Leonard. Uh-huh. Come on. That's how you strain your hammy doing a hokey pokey like that. You got to stay in. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta stay in, okay? Right now, you know, get, week one doesn't really do jack squat. Let's get, to eight, get you eight fancy points. Week two, up. Uh, disappeared because you got a strain hammy week three up uh, got a strain hammy hey i'm back for week four though feel pretty good oh five minutes later strain my hammy again and now they're telling me you're gonna miss another two to three weeks leonard we had this conversation last year buddy okay you're an elite talent very good running back last year is the ankle this year is the hammy when does it stop i made a statement last year because i have a lot of leonard for next year's i said listen matt if this dude starts off the year hurt this year, I'm selling all my Leonard Fournette shares. And it's not even that I'm not a believer in his talent. It's not when he plays, he's elite. He's got a team with a good offensive line. Obviously, we see what TJ Yeldon's doing on right. the team right now. Right. Uh, but the problem is, you got to be there. Availability is the best ability, right? And right now, your availability is just invisibility. And I know it's getting close to Halloween, but I don't like these kind of things. All right, I don't like Invisible Man. I don't like strained hammies. I don't like the. I don't even like the Hokey Pokey, Matt. I know this is it. redunculous. I know you don't, man. So for me, Leonard Fournette is dead to me because you know he he's gonna be the Puff Daddy guy who can't stop, won't stop. And I've had enough of this. Okay, I don't even like Puff Daddy. 
either. All right, put him right next to the hokey pokey. I want nothing to do with him either. It was the reason, uh, you know, I didn't have him as my top-rated running back last year. I, I mean, last year it was the the foot and the ankle and everything that we were we were all worried about. But I always, I he smelled like one of those guys that's going to be in and out of the training room, in and out of the lineup for like an entire career. So while he's there, when he's in, he does amazing. But when he's out, he's just going to frustrate you. And and for me, if if I can sell a guy like Leonard Fournette right now and 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 still get elite return for the elite, you know, running back, I'm probably going to make that move. Yeah, I have an offer um, verbal talk in one of my high stakes league with a guy, um, league mate of mine. He said, hey, would you be interested in Kareem Hunt for Leonard Fournette? And um, I said, yeah. And to me, I think talent-wise on the field, I think Leonard Fournette's going to be the better overall fantasy football running back who's on the field. And the only reason he'd want to do that is because he has a lot of Chiefs, I guess. And to me, I'm more than happy now. I thought about it. I was like, you know, I'm more than happy to make the trade. I'd rather, like, step down just a slight notch and take the availability, and you can have the talent. Because right now, I'm at my wit's end. And maybe if you want Leonard Fournette, maybe you could deal with somebody like me and go out there and get him. Or somebody's like, you know what? Enough's enough. And like you said, if you can step down a notch, a guy like a Kareem Hunt, um, I don't think Christian McCaffrey would get I think people that have Christian McCaffrey would not be selling Christian McCaffrey at all. No, I think for you're a right. Leonard Fournette owner, I think a guy I like though, like Cream Hunt, maybe even like a Le'Veon Bell, uh, kind of owner would maybe be interesting like that. But for me personally, done. I don't. I, I just don't want to deal with them anymore. I I made a statement last year, Matt. I am not a liar. No, I'm you're a, not. I'm gonna stick by that statement, mm-hmm. and I am gonna sell. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of other guys out there. Besides, I think Cream Hunt's a really good example. I know Christian McCaffrey is running back 10 and Kareem Hunt's running back 10, but Christian McCaffrey just had his bye. Uh, I'm trying to think of – there's another guys that really stick out to me on top of my head. You know, maybe like a Dalvin Cook, if you believe still in Dalvin Cook, who we're going to talk about later, would be a good swap. Uh, two guys are going to miss some time as well. But he's out. He's going to be out for a little while now. I think his dan- dynasty value – I don't think it really hit, takes a big hit just because it's just a hamstring injury. It's nothing crazy. Needs rest, probably needs more rest than I originally thought of. But at the same time, availability is the best ability. This, combined with the ankle injuries, are going to put a bad look in a lot of people's eyes. No, I, t- I totally agree, man. And, and you know, I've already expressed my feelings. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot, a lot of other people that own him don't feel like me, though. You know what I mean? So uh, he might be a, a tougher, a tougher sell or, or buy, I guess, at this point than than we might be portraying. Yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't really look to go out of my way to like I wouldn't try and sell him just for anything. Like I'd mm-hmm. want my fair value again. I don't think his values dropped. It's just more the frustration. I actually somebody who doesn't really get a lot of I don't really get frustrated with my players like mm-hmm. with injuries something. Oh my god, you know stuff happens. I'm not gonna really worry. Like I'm not worried about Jarek McKinnon next year, even though Matt Breda is pretty sweet. Um, just because they get hurt, I don't I don't sell players off because they haven't produced in five weeks. You know, a guy like. Dalvin Cook, like I'm not selling Dalvin Cook, but at the, yeah, but well. but at the same time, you know Leonard Fournette. I think we kind of went into last year saying, "Hey, if this guy is injured often, you might want to get rid of him early before it becomes an issue and his value drops off." And I think that's just what we're trying to say now as well. Yeah, it, it could it could get worse. Yep, especially, but it could get better. All I know is in Valentine's Day is in five months, and I'm not sending him a card. Okay. Okay. Or any of those little peeps. No. Is that Easter? No. Peeps are Easter, yeah. yeah. For sure. When's the last time you had a peep? I hate those things. Yeah, I don't like them either. Um, I tried one of my kids like two years ago. I was oh. like, yeah. I, I, 
little baker and little Mayfield. I was like, hey, guys, give me a bite of that peep. It's been a long time. It's been like a decade. You know, maybe I, I remember being okay when I was a little younger. Took a bite. Pff, garbage. Straight I, trash. I, 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 it's been probably 20 years at least since I've had one. I've, 28 years? 20 years oh, at say, least. How old are you? Well, I'm old. Okay, I know. So maybe it has been probably 28 years. 28 years. Yeah, it probably has been because I was, I mean, I was young when I grew Declared a, war? Yeah, a dislike for peeps. <laughs> you haven't even hit puberty yet. I don't care. Peeps are disgusting. I know what I like and I don't like, Mom. Ugh. Keep these damn bunnies away from me. <laughs> uh, I knew at one point I did like them. No, I never liked them. I don't remember when. But let's move on about injuries. All right. Not hurting your taste buds. Let's talk about players here. Chris Carson had a little hip boo-boo. Didn't really declare him inactive and right up until about 90 minutes before game time, so it was kind of surprised. And it everybody's was a like, bit you know shock. what? This is it, babes. This is it. Shot Rashad Penny. Penny. Here we come. Second running back drafted in the NFL draft. First round pick. Uh, this is going to be his time to shine. Matt? Not so fast. How did that shine go? Uh, it didn't go very well at all because Mike Davis. Who? Mike Davis um, got 21 rushes for 101 yards and two touchdowns. Dude, I'm going to take these crystal balls. I'm going to throw them against the wall. Yeah, because they're pretty much useless. Yeah. When I said, hey, who's the sneaky running back this year in the draft? I didn't see any Mike Davis come up on my board. No. 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 Mike That's... Davis. I didn't even know Mike Davis was still playing in the NFL significantly. What, did he, what, what was his stats again, Matt? Uh, 21 rushes, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. Matt, those are good stats. Yeah. Rashad Penny. I mean, he got nine rushes for 49 yards. Okay. Okay. Here's the problem. So, <laughs> why? Here's the question. Okay, you invest a first round pick in a running back in the NFL draft. The NFL draft, people, where people say you shouldn't take running backs. You invest a first round pick in there, and you have Chris Carson on your team, and you liked him come off last year. You come to this camp, and you're like, oh, we still like Chris Carson. You know, he's going to be our starter, and he'll split time with Rashad Penny. What is Rashad Penny doing out there? What kind of mama jokes is he saying to Pete Carroll? That cost him. All of a sudden, that Chris Carson gets hurt. You don't even give him the snaps. How many carries did Mike Davis have? Uh, twenty-one. How many carries did Rashad Penny have? Nine. Nine times two is eighteen. He had twenty-one carries. He had more than twice as many carries as Mike Davis. Again, you are some sort of math yes. wizard. I passed math class in fifth grade. Nice. I think we were taking long division. All right. I don't even remember. Okay. That was 18 years ago. I'm such a young guy. <laughs> sure. But, like, so what is it? So, is it Rashad Penny, one of the top five all-time leading rush, single-season rushers in the history of college football? Is it him? It was all of a sudden he forgot how to rush balls? Or is it just the coaching staff thinks he's doo-doo butter, even though they invested a first-round pick on him? If you're a Rashad Penny owner right now, you've got to be going nuts. Because now they just said with Pete Carroll – the coach came out and said, listen, man, even when Chris Carson comes back, Mike showed us enough where he still needs some carries, too. So now you go from a frustrated part where it's a two-headed monster, not even a monster, a two-headed uh, little, you know, uh, gecko. It's not a monster. <laughs> it's a lizard. But, you know, if you get up close, it might look like a giant dinosaur. But now you have a three-headed monster. So now if you get Chris Carson, you're like, okay, I can play Chris Carson. Now you got to be worried. But now I can't throw play your anybody. hands up in the air and you're waiting for an injury. To, to have anybody have any value. This team. I mean, is there anybody you want to play in the Seattle Seahawks right now on your fantasy team? Anybody? Disley's gone. Disley's Baldwin's gone. at 
Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is the only guy. I'll play Tyler Lockett. I mean, and and uh, the quarterback and Russell, Russell Wilson is he is he? Oh, let's see where he is out yeah. here, Matt. He's not doing too bad. He's not doing too good. In my bold predictions show, which you decided not to show up to that week, uh, I predicted. Did that you bold, pre- did you predict that? By the way, I predicted Russell Wilson would finish outside the top twelve when it came to fantasy QBs, and currently, Matt Russell Wilson is currently oh, yeah, number twenty. Number twenty. Wow. So the crystal balls aren't as bad as you listen. Sorry, balls. I don't mean to be uh, busting you like that, but he is currently quarterback twenty, right behind Tom Brady, who's quarterback nineteen. Yeah. So no, Matt, no, Russell Wilson's not playing either. No, all right? right, you're not playing him. Andy Dalton's quarterback ten. Russell Wilson, quarterback twenty. Now listen, it's it it That's happens twice as bad. That happens when your Took offensive second, line is terrible and you've. Got- and you've got no wide receivers to throw the ball. And you got three running backs that just Yeah. So are you trying to buy Rashad Penny now? Like you think now's the time to go out there and buy? Are they trying to prove a point here? Uh they're trying to save him for something? Like it's like you ever see those like little Russian dolls where you're like you open the dial and then there's another dial inside, and then you open that dial and there's another dial inside. I have and you open seen that those. dial and there's another dial inside. Yeah. Then you open that dial and guess what's inside that dial? There's another dial, right? Yeah, and you can open that doll and guess what's inside that doll. Nothing, just that just that miniature. Oh, yeah. it, wait, it's a doll. It is a doll. Yeah, yeah. So in Seattle, it's like, oh, here's a running back, here's a running back, here's a running back, until we finally peel back those layers and like, oh, look, we invested a first-round pick in a running back. Maybe we should actually give him a lot of carries because he rushed for over 2,000 yards in the season, and that's why we took him this high because he played really well. He had good balance and good power. Maybe. But maybe it was, you know, he showed up fat after he injured himself and – now he's kind of just working his way back into shape, and who knows? He did show up a little bit fat. He is working himself back into shape. I think I personally would love to see the value of Rashad Penny right now. I would love, if I'm a contender, to give up a late first next year for Rashad Penny. I would feel really good about that. Well, I mean, you would feel good about that. You I'm, would not feel good about it. I'm, that. like, borderline about that right now so you think he's trash i don't think he's trash no then why would you give late 19 first for him because i'm on the fence as to whether i think he's trash or not. so maybe he's oscar maybe he's not right you can't call him trash because you haven't seen him do anything that's what i mean man he just had nine carries for four nine yards i know he's not trash but nine goes into 49 so you can five it's like five point something four yards five point two sure Nine, five, four. I can't do that math. No, nope. it's way too complicated. Mm-hmm. But it's over five yards per carry. Sure is. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh-huh. So you're not buying Rashad Penny. I'm buying Rashad Penny. Uh, I'd like to see the cost. I'd more rather try to give up like a player that I don't want here. Maybe like have a tight end because the tight ends are so uh, bombed away, just so decimated out there. Where I can get Rashad Penny, but I'm definitely trying to get myself some Rashad. Uh, maybe you can give Ronald Jones. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that ain't happening. So I think right now it's way too early. Just like any rookie, I'm not giving up after four games in NFL season. They still invested a first-round pick in a kid. Uh, it could take time, make take some games. I mean, remember, even Alvin Kamara didn't start coming on strong until about this time last year. No, yeah, I know. I, I probably would give Where that up. Where he finished. I, I, I receiver th- running back three in a year. Yeah. I, I would probably still give up a late first-round pick for the guy. Yeah, completely give up a late first-round pick. Stop jumping to conclusions. It's 5.4444444. Were you over there doing math? Yeah. Dude, it took you that long? If I had some pen and no, paper. No, but me. I was waiting for you to stop. I, was, I wasn't trying to interrupt you. Oh, I did. I interrupt you all the time. 
I know, you're rude. Well, I can't help myself. <laughs> Put a microphone in front of me, I'm just going to talk. I know. Don't want dead air, Matt. I, I, thank you for I'm that. I'm going to sit there and stare at you the whole time. Well, I see enough of you around here. I know. So, um, yeah, I advise, he's something out there that we could add him to a list. There's some players we're talking about selling, there's some players we're talking about buying. I would put some offers out there for the Rashad Penny owner, preferably my first round pick. I think, because I think right now that people will just automatically think, hey, I invested a first round pick. I'm going to get that back on him. This guy right now, Mike Davis is getting the carries. I can just get my first round pick back. And a class that's not going to have any running backs in it next year in 19 class and to be a late first round pick if you feel like you're a contender. I'm only doing it if I am a contender. If I feel like my picks are going to be between pick eight, hell, honestly, even like. 7 to 12, 6 to 12. Like, if I'm going to make the playoffs in my league, I feel more than comfortable to invest in that, in that gamble in a guy like Rashad Penny. Definitely, uh, if I need any kind of running back help whatsoever. If I even give up a third, like if I give up a first and third next year in that draft, I'd feel comfortable doing that as well because I think that third's going to be worth absolutely nothing when it comes to actually draft time and you're on the clock. You're like, uh, give me <laughs> this guy. I'm like, who's that guy? I'm like, I don't know. This class sucks right now. So it's still Rashad early. Penny. It's still early. I know. We just. I mean, I gotta keep going with the. You know. I know the joke. I know it. Is it a joke, Matt? I I don't know. We'll find out. It probably will be. Yeah. Um. Moving on. Moving on. More tight ends with issues, right? No, Dante Pettis. Oh, we forgot to mention Gronk's ankle that he might not play on Thursday. Yeah, but I heard it might not be as bad as he. Maybe we'll see. Game I just figured. I just figured with all the other tight end stuff, we might as well at least just pay attention. Yep. Um. And then Dante Pettis. Yeah, that guy? Yeah. We didn't really like him over that much everywhere. And they had a really good preseason. People were like, oh, in your face, nerds. And we're like, oh, all right. Well, if he's sweet, then we'll eat crow. That's fine. I don't really he got he, Yeah, he busted up his knee on, a, I think, punt return this past week. He's already been ruled out for week five. and Still way too early to give up on him either. It, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we don't really know the extent of that injury quite yet. I, so, I think that stuff won't come out till Wednesday when the injury reports are due. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on out. Open the closet door. Come on out. Yeah. Here you are. Dante Pettis. Knee boo-boo. Great way to go. Um, let's talk about some guys coming back. All right. Coming back at us. Some Maybe some value here. What we, what we think we could do with these guys. Do we hold? Do we sell? Le'Veon Bell just announced, even though he's not coming back this week, he's going to be back week seven. Pretty smart, Le'Veon, seeing you have a bye week seven, because mm. guess what? You get paid during your bye weeks. In the NFL. Well, well, well. Yeah, Joe Thomas on Twitter is like, oh, don't be surprised if his hammy all of a sudden pops up. But if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, <clears throat> the report is that he wants to come back and he does want to play. Who does he play week eight? Who does he play? Yeah. I don't know. The Browns. Of course it is. Of course it is. Because that's, that's how it works for the Browns. It's my life. I don't know what I've heard. I have a guy who loves football so much. Me. I love football so much. Dedicate so much of my time to it. What did I ever do to piss off the football gods? <laughs> I have no idea, but whatever I did, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. Like burn some sage or something, man. It's on you. I don't need this yeah. anymore. Like yeah. I've been punished. You've been you need to clear the air. Yeah. And anybody from the outside looking in would clearly admit that I have been punished enough. Exercise the demons, man. Enough. Listen, thanks for Baker. I'm very happy. All you have to do now is just fire Hugh Jackson and that's it. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Just take that turd, flush him down the toilet. He's terrible. He's the worst head coach I've ever seen in my life. I hate him. Okay, I don't hate. I don't hate him. Like legitimately hate him. I don't like him as a coach of my football team. Yeah. At all. I don't deserve this, Matt. You don't deserve this. We don't, man. People on the outside looking in, they don't deserve to watch this either. <laughs> it's 
Sweet God. Um, so Bell's coming back. Is this, ex- you know, do you think Bell's going to come in just, you know, boom, right out the gates, pick up right where he left off? He's been training in the offseason. James Conner, start off week one, looked really good. Last two, the two weeks after that, looked okay, but has not been playing well. No, he's been tapering. All he's been tapering off a little bit. So yes, I would imagine Le'Veon Bell comes back and hits the ground running as long as there's no issue with his hammy, like you said. Yeah, I honestly thought he would never play for the Steelers again. I truly believe that in my bones that he would not come back and play at all. Uh, that they would end up trading him beforehand just because they want to get rid of him because he's sitting out for so long but now it looks like he's gonna come back he wants to play he wants to get paid uh and he'll probably be pretty awesome he'll probably rush on the browns for 285 yards break some kind of records or something and uh we'll lose again well the the record is i think 295 yards and it was against the browns so he'll have to do better than 285 unless no i think somebody cracked 300 didn't they a couple years after that did they yeah i think so Mm, i don't think so no nope so Le'Veon bell will be back week eight looking like so if you have bell if you can hold off the week eight which is a long time to hold off you're gonna be hitting some pay dirt if you have james connor and you missed that window to sell sorry about your luck you missed that window to sell james winston coming back next week yeah as um as the starter um they already came out and announced that he he obviously went on for you know came in for relief um, first first throw picked yep then threw another pick yep you know fits magic I think everybody kind of came to you know their senses and realized magic's not real. Magic's not real. And I tried to warn people. I said, we've seen this in the past where he's really good, and then he'll have like a five-interception game. And he just he, – He's had like 18 interceptions the last two games. Yeah, he's really stunk it up. So that's just kind of what you get from, from him as a quarterback. That's why he's been a perpetual backup, man. He'll have flashes of brilliance and then fade back away. Mark Ingram's coming back he this is. week. Yeah. Uh, nice little boost out there to New Orleans. Now, for teams that are always in running back dire, uh, everybody's going to need running back help at all times. Do you do you think this is a good time to sell Mark Ingram with the hype that he's coming back, fresh, ready to go? Because to me, with the coaching staff saying regardless, that was going to be the Alvin Kamara show going into this year, no matter what happened to Mark Ingram, feel like people are going to be overly valuing what they're going to get on Mark Ingram. So you're trying to gauge right now whether or not I think it's better to sell him before he plays and performs and shows if he's got a good amount of carries or a small amount of carries? Yes. Um. Like you, do you go into and go, hey, dude, Mark Ingram's coming back this year. You know, he's coming back next week. Was running back X last year? I know it was what? What was he last year? Top fifteen, right? I would have to look. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, but good, he was good last year. Um, do you sell that? I'm saying, hey, I mean, what could you get for Mark Ingram right now? Would you, would you take a player? Would you take a first round pick? I mean, obviously, you'd probably take a first round pick. Mark Ingram was um, number six overall on the year. Say what, girlfriend? Yeah. He was running back six? Kamara was three. I know Kamara was three. Ingram was six. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that being said, I think there's definitely room for both of them to produce. What makes you say that? Because Mark Ingram was number six (laughs) and Alvin Kamara was number three. So, no, no, I mean, I would would think that, um, you know – you could sell right now. I mean, it sounds like they already want to get him involved. Like they know they know he's valuable to their team. Uh-huh. 
Um, even if it's just um, taking some more pressure off the defense, running the ball a little bit more, um, kind of in between the tackles and being tougher and just wearing down the other team a little bit more. Um, so, no, I don't necessarily think this is like your window to sell him before his value drops out. But if, uh, I see what you're trying to but say. If, but if you're not a contender. You um, sell Alvin Kamara. What? Because his value is about the drop. Because Mark Ingram's coming back, he's going to max six. Anyway. No, I mean I could see Alvin Kamara have a slight drop where where you're not getting forty points a game out of the guy. <laughs> I was just say the dude's scoring forty points a game. But uh, sweet babies. Yeah, exactly. But I but I don't think um, I think they're both. I think they can both be viable. Okay, I would try to sell that because even I mean at the very best, I mean Ingram's probably going to be gone off. The Saints this year. That's that's if if you're not a contender, I mean, you could sell now. You could sell th- th- three, four weeks from now. I think you'll be fine either way. To be honest, I would I would love to get like I would love to like do trend, maybe like package that guy with something else that's kind of attractive to just upgrade somewhere to like a guy like you know we're gonna talk about later like Dalvin Cook. Um, some of those lines, if somehow even if I can get for somebody who's real desperate for running back help, and you can sell upsell that. Uh, running back six overall last year, and you somehow you get like a twenty twenty first, and maybe you give up, you know, a Mark Ingram in your twenty nineteen second, right? Mark Ingram in your twenty nineteen second for twenty twenty first. Like I would like, I feel, I would feel pretty good about that deal coming back to me. Uh, I wouldn't care about the nineteen second that much. I'm okay with losing Mark Ingram, even with that price point. Where even Mark Ingram comes in and does gr- good. Which it's gonna be hard to think he's gonna be doing really great for how great Alvin Kamara is playing, and how good, really great Alvin Kamara is even doing between the tackles and goal line carries. For me, it's hard to see them just even because that to me that would kind of piss off Kamara a little bit. And then like he's your star right now, and the team's rolling; they're, they're looking great, and he fits that scheme and system so well. And I know Mark knows it really well too, but to me, just to see them that marking your I don't think Mark Ingram's going to be that running back six last year, I guess, is the main point. So if somehow I can get into that like a first-round pick somewhere for a Mark Ingram and have to, have to add something on top of it, whether it be like a 19-second or maybe I could start off a little th- like lower, hey, I'll give you Mark Ingram in my 19-third, you give me your 20-21st. You know, I'd, really, I'd feel actually really good about that coming back to me to the point where even if Ingram comes in and the rest of the year he finishes as you know running back 12 from here to the end of the season so a running back 13. yeah basically a running back one from from this point on yeah low end there yeah. which i don't think it'd be i i've had a guess i could see him be running around like a high-end running back too well i think that's that where he, i think that's where he's at yeah you which know, which is down from last year but it um, still holds value for your valuable, team yeah but the return is what i would feel really good about and then i would have you know i'm sitting in there with two 2021st and there's a player i really love in a deep class i can move up there and go get him uh i'd feel really good about that for the future personally Another guy coming back. Another guy coming back. Um, Robert Turbin. I don't think this is like a big needle mover, but I, I did want to kind of mention it because they don't. They have a kind of unsettled, I think, running back situation still. But I think it moves the needle a little bit for me. I'm somewhat intrigued about what's going to happen here because remember we were talking about Robert Turbin in the preseason and how the coaching staff was talking him up and they they viewed him as a three down back and we're like what and all of a sudden like boom that was like a hot topic for like a week we talked about and like literally right after that he got suspended we found out he was getting suspended and honestly Jordan Wilkins has looked trash right Marlon Mack is he can't even get on the field he can't get on the field and he didn't look that great last year either. Our boy Naheem Hines is currently running back 13 on the year right now in PPR leagues. Can you believe that? Our boy Hines is running back 13 on the year. 
Well, I think it's there's a couple of ties. So he's really like the 15th. Okay, so he's he's a, he's a he's a mid-range running back too right here. Right. Studly little running back too out there catching football <laughs> starting slow. Love Hines been dude on my TV show for Fox, Fox Sports Ohio. Uh since week 1. They get they, every and every week I said they're like, "Well, who's running back, you know, that wouldn't be rostered. This is for redraft. Like who wouldn't be rostered right now? You think everybody should pick up?" I'm like, "Naheem Hines for the Indianapolis Colts." I was like, think of like the Alvin Kamara role with the PPR where he's not going to start off really hot, but down the road he's going to hold some good value. And look at this dude coming out and being running back 15, making me look like I know some stuff. Mm. All thanks to Dynasty. Listen here. The key story, Redraft Nerds, is you should be be playing Dynasty. Yep. This wouldn't be a surprise to you. The guy was a high second-round pick in Dynasty leagues. But so going back to Robert Turbin, though, is I'm somewhat intrigued with – you know, Naheem Hines is a pass catcher running back. He's not in between the tackles runner. So they do need that guy to establish himself on that team mm-hmm. with uh, Andrew Luck. With all that being said about the other two guys not really producing, I think there is an opportunity here for Robert Turman to kind of come in and be a legitimate fantasy value. Shall be it, you know, just for the rest of this year. But if we're going to talk about Mark Ingram and that value and – Somebody you have to give up, like potentially maybe a first, or even say, say, Mark, you got to give up a second and something for him. Robert Turbin, you don't have to give up anything that much high for Robert Turbin. Maybe somebody else is looking at the way we're looking. I'm talking about it, like, oh, he might hold some value. But what are you giving up for Robert Turbin? Some, I'd give up, a, like, you give up a 19 third and some turd on the bottom of your roster that has name value. I was going to say, I wouldn't you know? give more than a third at all for Robert Turbin. So, yeah, that's okay. It's... So, a third round pick, I'd feel completely comfortable giving up. It's weird for me because anytime you're approaches me with a third round pick for a player for the most part if there's any upside whatsoever i'd rather just hold out for the upside me personally right but i agree with you like the third round like third round pick is good value if you approach somebody for robert turbin for a third if it fizzles out well you're out of a third nothing it's not it's not going to make or break your team but if it hits for the rest of the year it helps you get somewhere we need to be that's pretty good value yeah yeah I- with that, all that being said, at the same time, I think Robert Turbin is going to do what Robert Turbin has always done. And just once he gets his shot, he's going to fizzle and blow it. So you want to replace that B and turn, spin that B and put it in a mirror so it looks like a D and call him Robert Turbin? Yes. Okay. That's, you just want to flush it. That's kind of what I think he is. I just like to I just keep going back to early in the year, the coaching staff talking about him. I know all that talk could be silly talk, but at this point, I'm just telling you, if anything, if you know, if if Wilkins had done anything. If Mac was back and doing anything, this would be an afterthought in my eyes. But I'm just going off the preseason hype. I think the potential is there is what I'm going off of. And this is a player, again, that the coaching staff, I specifically remember, talked up pretty well. So there's a lot of opportunity there for this guy to contribute. So me, I'm going to see if Robert Turbin is either A, available possibly on my waiver wire, or B, What's the price tag on Robert Turbin? Like, what have they got? There's got to be somebody on your roster that you just hate and you don't want and you know holds no value that you might be able to flip for Turbin in, like, a fifth. You know, maybe you don't even go as high as a fourth. You give, hey, Brandon Marshall, you know, hey, you want you got Brandon Marshall? Hey, I'll give you Brandon Marshall for Robert Turbin. I mean, I'd be fine with a deal like that because I don't want either one of those trash bags on my team, but. Hey, I'll give you uh, a. <laughs> but, but what? But other than that, man, I don't know. That. Hey, I'll give you Tyler Eifert. I- <laughs> You tell your effort, pretty gross. You can stash him on your IR. Yeah, you stash him on your roster spot. Roster spot. Yeah. He'll be back next year for five minutes. Uh-huh. He'll get hurt again. Yep. Um, and then, of course, Julian Edelman is coming back. Now, Julian Edelman news is really bad news for somebody. 
Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan, who wasn't already he was already not doing anything. So yeah, who cares? Which is blown. This this has been a mystery, right? This is like the Riddler. All I don't know what's going on because there's a lot of question marks here. Mm-hmm. Where he was somebody on my list of guys that I thought were going to come out and play pretty well. Uh, wasn't a lot of ro- receivers on the roster, so I, he, I thought he'd see the target shares. No, no, no targets. Playing all the snaps, but they're not throwing the football. Philip Dorsett, Matt, is out producing Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan is gone. Chris Hogan is wide receiver 61. Now how long it would take me to count to 61? About a minute. Right about a minute. <laughs> You're right. Really, <laughs> who's, got, who's got time for that? <laughs> who's got time? What a waste of your life Honestly. doing something silly like that. I saw something on uh, the other day. Some guy, some guy, the longest person to count in the world it was a million and he recorded himself doing it and it took him like three months like dude you're never gonna get your life back for those that's, three months that is three months yeah you couldn't waste them any worse than that like wh- like if you like rationed your life out like to a like a year wise you just wasted a quarter of your life that's pretty horrible yeah so to me, Julian Allen comes back with the emergence of, you know, they're talking about Josh Gordon, how Josh Gordon's picking up the offense. They think he's ready to go. Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and Philip Dorsett is just psh, kiboshed Chris Hogan's value to the point where, okay, you're not going to cut him. You're right? not going to cut him just in case. But that's the worst kind of thing going on there because you have that guy on here that's like, you can't cut him, you can't start him, and ain't nobody want him. Well, it is the worst you're afraid to cut him because what if somebody picks him back up and then there's some return to value? Maybe he's just not good enough to be the focal point of an offense. Maybe he's better as a side piece for an offense that can feature a guy like Julian Edelman or somebody else is pulling the coverage away. He can't be doubled or or he can't beat the double teams. And now that all this other crap is going to be going on, he's going to be returning kind of to uh, a more normal situation for him which is maybe, going deep maybe he'll thrive a that's what josh gordon does right no I'm, I'm just i'm just talking out loud here i don't i don't know if that's going to be the answer but that's how you're feeling you can't just get rid of them yeah unless you're just really pissed off and you, you can't sometimes it just feels good to, to cut, cut somebody, somebody. <laughs> dude <laughs> you just need a little pound of flesh and you just cut that there's mother. one i have in our roster dude i, have, I still have Corey coleman rostered who just got cut off the new england practice squad Right, you got cut from the practice squad. Yeah, I have him on my roster. You know, I only dra- I drafted him just what two, three years oh, ago, yeah. really high. Oh yeah. And every time I go to make a move, I go cut player. I click Corey Coleman, and then right before I hit submit, I go back and I unclick Corey Coleman. I yell at myself. I'm like, "Why are you doing this? Like, you just got cut from the practice squad." I picked up Rhett Ellison, right? Yeah. Because I have Evan Ingram and Gronk, and I need mm-hmm. that backup tight end in case he doesn't play Thursday night. And I was like, okay, I have Evan Ingram. Makes sense to have Ellison. I was like, who am I going to cut? I was like, oh, that's that's easy. I'm going to cut Corey Coleman. I couldn't do it. You need to. This do happened. It. To, this you, was today, Matt. I saw it. I don't remember who you cut instead, but I don't know. But whoever it was, it wasn't Corey Coleman. It was better, better than Corey Coleman. <laughs> whoever it was was on a roster, All I right. believe. Uh, it was a receiver, I think, off of uh, somebody's team. I'll have to look it back up. But yeah, he wasn't that great. But I've, I didn't cut Corey Coleman. Right. I feel like I now I have to look. And I literally yelled at myself. Like, I'm sitting there going, what is wrong with you? Like, you know Dynasty pretty well. What makes you think 
that Corey Coleman is ever going to play again. And if he does, he's even going to be good. And I'm like, nothing. He's not going to be good. He's probably never going to play again. And I'm like, exactly. So why didn't you cut him? I'm like, well, I invested a lot in him. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Here I am going back and forth. I'm like, I'm like Gollum or whatever that dude's name is, Lord of the Rings. When he's going talking back and forth to himself because he's Smeagol. And then Smeagol. He's, and then he's got, well, it wasn't Gollum, right? Yeah. Was it Gollum? Gollum. Yeah, Smeagol. Smeagol. Gollum. Smeagol's the you know, rational guy. Gollum's the evil guy. You know, my, my Smeagol's like, just cut Corey Coleman. You know he's garbage. Dude's going to go out there and just, you know, waste all his man to strippers. He got cut off of three teams in three weeks, and then he's got cut off a practice squad. Come on, cut him. And then Smeagol, Gollum's like, no. Oh, he's my precious. He's my precious. You invested a top five rookie pick on him just three years ago. He could come back. He's still young. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of still a shiny toy there. It was Darius Jackson that you cut, by the way. Yeah, who cares about that? Yeah, who cares see, about Darius Jackson? See, that's what I said. I was like, yeah, who cares? I was like, I can cut Darius Jackson. Uh, it's getting close, Matt. It's getting close. I, I almost feel like dropping somebody that's tempting enough for you. To drop Corey Coleman. Well, would you pick Corey Coleman up? No. Just to see, just to finally let you have that therapeutic moment. But where that's my whole point. Like, if somebody else picked him up, I'd be like, oh, man. Now <laughs> <laughs> you got Cork. That's my precious. Uh, that's my precious. We can't be friends no more. Okay, I got to leave the league. Um, so let's change gears here. Mm-hmm. Let's shift gears here. Um, let's talk about what guys here. So we're talking injuries. We have a lot of injuries going throughout the year. Let's talk about some guys here we think you could probably get good value for in return. Because right about now, this time of year is the time of year where normally it's really – normally throughout the whole year, it's really hard to get draft picks from other players' teams. They cover them or kind of any good value. It's just nobody sees value. Like, hey, let me get this player for a second-round pick. I'm like, no, dude, I want my second-round pick. Right. I mean, as soon as, as soon as in your head you're out – you start thinking till next year, and then you start coveting those draft picks, you know, in such a way that they almost become un- unobtainable. At least in some leagues that you're in, especially the ones that we we've been in most for, leagues, yeah, for a long time. I'm in a lot of them. Um, so now is the time when you know if if you think that you're out, it might actually be obtainable to get draft picks from the people that still believe they're in because they don't value those as maybe highly as you do. If you feel like you're you're fading out, so let's talk about some of these guys and what we think we can get for them yep. right now. Because I, I agree, this is the perfect time of the year right now, week five, week six, week seven. But per, I think right now is the golden window. I think this week and next week they really get that value where people still feel like they're in it or they they're missing some death because of injuries too. Just want to get through that and they're willing to pay. Because again, we preach all the time. Like sometimes you got to pay if you want to try and win. It's worth to pay that price. Right, right. And this Absolutely. is where this is where you seize on those guys. Where you see guys are hurting somewhere, you take advantage of them. This is where you do it. This is where you take advantage. So let's start with a guy like Kyle Rudolph, right? Mm-hmm. Kyle Rudolph currently tight end number six on the year for the Minnesota Vikings. Right now, we're talking about all these injuries out there to tight end. People are feeding for value. Kyle Rudolph to me, you know, tight end six right now. I think his long-term dynasty value is going to sit a little bit lower. I think we're going to see that kind of drop off as the year, you know, even after as much as this year, I think his value is going to be pretty much, you know, low-end tight end one to me, which is a dime a dozen. Yeah, I think he's, um, you know, from a talent standpoint alone, I think he's he's on the replaceable end. And and this year with so many injuries going on, I think he's going to have an inflated 
value. This might be one of those year, those freak years where you can get out from a guy that has probably been your tight end three or something like that, but you can actually get some decent value for him, which makes him a good sell for What do for you me. think you can get for him right now? I mean, again, tight end number six on the year, right behind Zach Ertz. I mean, he's literally got two points less than 1.9 points less than Zach Ertz on the year, right behind Eric Ebron as well. So he's up there. Um, it's not even like an skewed tight end six. He's tight end six. Do you think is there's any way possible you can get a first round pick for Kyle Rudolph or a team that just got decimated at tight end? Say they had Hunter Henry and then they had Tyler Eifert. I, I think you'd have a hard time getting a second round pick for him just because of his I mean his first a first round pick for him just because of his, his history. Uh, of being a little nicked up and and never really being this high up before. I mean, I guess he has, but consistently through a whole entire year. Yeah, we go talk about the time. Like his best game ever is like his first Pro Bowl they made eight years ago. Right. Um. So it's one of those things where uh, I think I'd be all right getting like a player and a second round pick, like a like a just a kind of a shot in the dark type of guy, and like a second round pick or something like that. Like an upside guy, like a guy like I don't know. I mean, if you could get a guy like like Adam Shaheen or something like that, and, and a second round pick for this for him, yeah, I like that move. That would, I, that to me would be a nice little maneuver because you're getting a high upside tight end with you know some long term potential, and you're getting another shot at somebody else with a second round pick. I like that move a lot. I mean, obviously it's got two, yeah, but something like that, like a low end, uh, high upside tight end. Yeah, uh, I'm still shooting for a 2020 second here. I'm not going for a 2019 second. Uh, I think for me. If even can push kind of shove and all I can get was a 20 again, if this is if you're out of all these guys we're talking about is if you're not contending because right. you wouldn't make these moves if you're contending. Uh, I'd be pretty happy just to, alone with the 2020 second because by the time the 2020 draft comes around, I mean, Kyle Rudolph is going to be nothing to your team as, as it was. And that's still going to hold some good value down the road. Uh, again, I always push the 2020 class because I think it's to be really deep right now. There's about 10 running backs that, uh, look like they're going to come on that class alone. That's going to put that put that as a nice, deep class. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I think a 2022nd, I'd be okay with it. I like your approach a little bit more, trying to get a little bit of player with upside there and a second-round pick. Right. Um, I'd, I'd almost be willing to sacrifice moving to 19-second with a player. Right. Um, that, and that's what I was I was actually going to mention when you said you, you, you know, you, you'd rather have the 2020. I'm thinking you beggars can't be choosers um, at that point. If you're getting a, a high upside player, um, like an Adam Shaheen type of guy, I, I would be fine getting a 2019 second. Okay. Let's move on here to a guy, another guy here, Jimmy Graham. Currently tight end number 14 on the year in PPR leagues. This was a guy that I'm overly ecstatic about. Uh, I had a guy, you know, once he signed with Green Bay, uh, a guy in one of our leagues that were together, he's like, hey, dude, I want Jimmy Graham. What do you want for? I'll give you a 19 second. I'm like, no, I'll give you a 20, 20 second. I'm like, no, dude, I want a first. Jimmy's going to kill it there in Green Bay. You know, number one red zone target over the last couple of years here. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to kill it. But in my head, I'm like, I don't know about, you know, the same thing we mentioned earlier. Like, he got the red zone targets, but that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. I don't think he's actually going to kill it. He's just going to score touchdowns. And you got Devontae Adams out there who's a touchdown machine. So I'm not overly worried about Jimmy Graham. I ended up getting a 2020 first for Jimmy Graham before the year started. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great maneuver. Um, now I you'd be lucky to get a second. Um, I, th- I mean, I think at this point in Jimmy Graham's career, I think this is just what he is. You know what I mean? He, he's he's a guy that's you really – he's going to be touchdown dependent. He's, he's lost most of his explosiveness with the Patel attendance. Uh, 
patella tendon tear. So um, double tears. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, that's right. With the double tears, you're right. But do you think just now because again, the, just the uh, this abomination of tight ends being gone that you could probably still squeak a second out on Jimmy Graham with the name value and the offense that he is. And that even though he's tight end 14 right now, and you can make the case, well, hey, man, Tyler Eifert's ahead of him. He's out for the year. Will Disley, he's tight end 10. He's out for the year. O.J. Howard's going to miss some time. Uh, he's, you know, so can you make that argument? Like, hey, he's going to jump up. He's going to be a tight end one. The best is still to come. Well, I mean, if you take away his his really poor performance in week one, he's 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 actually tight end number seven. Okay. For the past three weeks, so so his he has been trending at least in the right direction. So yes, I I mean I do think he's going to end up higher than where he is now at the end of the year because I he only had like a two it was like a two point game or something like that the first week, um, two and a half points, so um, or two point eight sorry I was looking at the wrong guy um he's got I think he's going to end up trending up a little bit at, you know as him and and um. Aaron Rodgers get a little bit more acclimated towards each other. Uh, and, and Jimmy Graham, I think, is a great guy. You know, like you said, there's so many there's so many injuries right now. If you're if you're in contention, he's not a bad guy to go out and buy. Okay, moving on. Golden Tate, currently wide receiver mm-hmm. number four on the year. Solid option there in Detroit. Looking like uh, this is the last year of his contract. He is 30 years old. They do have Kenny Galladay stepping up a big way. Marvin Jones is still there. I don't know if this is something they're going to extend with those other two options there at wide receiver. If you're contending, you have an older wide receiver, currently number four on a year in PPR leagues. Doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. He's the safety net. He's the number one targeted player on that Detroit team. If you're a contender, if you're out of it right now, are you selling Golden Tate? Yes. I mean, I was I was at the point last year with him. Um, I felt like, you know, bef- before this guy kind of has one of those declining type of years, I wanted to get out from underneath Golden Tate. Um, I guess, you know, I, I wasn't afraid to get get rid of him a year early um, as opposed to getting rid of him a year late. But, I mean, he's just been one of those really consistent high-end, high-end wide receiver twos, low-end wide receiver ones basically as soon as he got out of Seattle. Over yeah. 90 catches for four straight years. Right. Uh, but, again, if he's on a different team, we can't guarantee that same uh, success. Would you take, right now, would you take a 2021st for Golden Tate? If yeah. you're out of it. I would. And I think, I, I feel like for any team that's in it, and these wide receiver, I feel like that would be easy to get. Like, And I think that's a great value for both sides. This I, is one of those like perfect type of guys to move because if you're out of it, you you don't feel that bad getting rid of Golden Tate. It's not like, for whatever reason, he's never achieved that like huge untouchable status. I don't feel this like this is the best year he's ever had. In, so far, like going in, into it, right? In any, but in any any league or any you know year, Golden Tate's never been like an untouchable, unmovable um, player. It, it, you know what I mean? He's, he's a movable asset. Yeah, he's never really achieved that. So I, I feel like if you can get a first round pick for him at this point, still. That's great value for for a non-contending team, but if you're a contender, he's a really consistent wide receiver, and he gets double-digit points almost every single week. 
and if not like higher end stuff where he's where he's dropping like 30 and stuff like that he's a guy that can win you games so if you're contending he's definitely worth a 2021st in my opinion yeah and definitely where he's at being wide receiver four overall i mean he's right there he's at 0.2 points more than deandre hopkins that alone is going to show uh the the value not just with the name do you think he's so doing so well right now that you could push that a little bit more? Do you think you can get like a twenty twenty first and a twenty twenty third out of somebody? I think you could push those. I think you can push that and get the third. Yeah, for somebody that needs maybe some wide receiver help, maybe they have a guy like Allen Robinson who's kind of slowed a little bit, uh, not to the you know somebody they they thought they were going to be. Uh, maybe they have a guy like Keen Allen who they relied on. Maybe they got both those guys that need that like in, influx of talent until those guys come around. I feel like you could. I definitely do. Because I, I, I know if I was contending, I'd be okay with that. As much as I love that class and I need a receiver that was pretty good, I'd have no problem paying a 2021st for Golden Tate. And I agree with you 100% saying it is. That's like out of all the players we're going to talk about, he's the most perfect swap bait here. Um, what about Deshaun Jackson? Currently wide receiver number 14 overall. Jameis Winston is coming back. We were talking about earlier in the year, but they, had, they, did, they did have that disconnect. Uh, last year were times where Deshaun Jackson was open and Jameis just couldn't find him. Now that Jameis is coming back, we don't know where this is going to go. If Chris Watt, Godwin really is going to overtake him, even though Godwin's snaps have been increased and seeing his target share, and he's had some really good games himself. Deshaun Jackson, just a couple of weeks ago, wide receiver four on a year, now down to 14. Do you think this is a player you should try and get out from immediately right now while he still holds those numbers valued? So here's... Here's the difference between Golden Tate and Deshaun Jackson. I just mentioned Golden Tate being the perfect um, kind of sell and buy for both sides. You know, if you're contending, you want to buy. If you're if you're not contending, you want to sell, and it, it that it makes it a perfect marriage. It, it makes a great trade. Everyone's happy. You know what I mean? Deshaun Jackson is not that way. No way. He is the perfect sell if you're not contending, and if you are contending. Don't go out. Don't go out there and buy the fool's gold. Yeah, I'd give a third for Deshaun Jackson. You know what I mean? That's what I get. That's the most I would get. And and good luck getting them for that. You know what I mean? That's the thing. If I got a third back from him, I'd feel pretty good about it. Would you? I w- I mean, I would want probably a little bit more than that. Nah, I'd be okay with the twenty twenty third. I'd be okay <laughs> with it. If I'm out of it, if I'm out of it, and like I know that's like I know I I would know personally going into it like I'm not gonna get. Any, like I'm gonna ask for a second. I would push for a second. Because you know somebody would get out there and make I think th- I think the thing here what I would want to do is like, hey, I'll give you you know, if they were like, no, dude, I'm gonna give you a third. I'm like, let's do this. I'll give you Deshaun Jackson in my twenty twenty third and you just give me your twenty twenty second. That would that I would feel okay with. That's what I would then do. you're moving up. Yep. Yeah. That's the move I'm looking for, Deshaun Jackson. It's gonna be hard to get that second. You never know though. People are crazy out there. Definitely if you live somewhere close somebody you find a Bucks fan out there. You you might be able to get it done, but if they play hard. They do kind of want. I'm like, no, dude, I'm just gonna give you a third. And they agree that third, you could probably do the Deshaun Jackson your third for their second and probably get it done. I, I would feel better, a lot better about that. But, I'd feel great about that but, personally. Yeah, but I recommend selling. I, I don't want to have anything to do with this guy going forward. Okay, let's talk about another guy here um, that I think you do want to have something to do with going forward. What about Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. Denver Broncos again? Last year of his contract. They have uh, Cortland Sutton, who they've been getting involved a little bit more, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, waiting in the wings as well, who we believe is going to be the future there in Denver to wide receiver core. They'll move on from Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders currently sitting at wide receiver 19 overall in PPR leagues. Just a nice 
That's exactly where I see him this year as a nice mid-range wide receiver too, right around there, which again is a really good asset for your team. That's a championship winning kind of player there. Definitely Simon somehow he ends up being your wide receiver three on your team and he's actually a wide receiver two. That's a championship caliber player. Right now, I think you, what do you think the value of Emmanuel Sanders is? Uh, with age, knowing he's going to transfer teams here, I think, do you think a 2022nd plus something? I, I, I do. I think he's obviously, he's got less value than Golden Tate. So, because just because he hasn't had such a hot start this year and he's coming off a down year. So, you're not going to be able to get the 2021st that we were talking about for, you know, for Golden Tate. But I think you can definitely get a 2022nd plus a little bit. Me too. Do you think you do the same maneuver we just talked about where you offer Emmanuel Sanders and your 2022nd for their 2021st? I mean, you could offer anything you want. Yeah, but do you think? <laughs> and I, and, and I'm just trying to think of something I would be okay with. Like, if I need a receiver and somebody's like, "Hey, dude, I'll give you my second. And I know, okay, this team's selling because they're out of it, right? right. So I know their seconds going to be a little bit higher. It's going to be a little bit higher right. of a second. I know, and I, I'm always going to feel like my first is going to be the last pick in the first, anyways. I'm like, okay, I'm just moving down the second a little bit, right. and I'm just moving down the draft a little bit. Which at the same time, you're only moving down a little bit, but still. That's the difference between getting Alvin Kamara and uh, you know a different running back out here, right, or right. that's the difference between getting a Karrion Johnson and a Naheem Hines. Just a couple slots sliding down there, so it does mean a lot. It definitely. But at the same time, if you're going to try and win, you that receiver. We just mentioned he's a wide receiver two on a year. He's gonna, you're going to slide him in your wide receiver role. I'd be totally okay with that. Like, hey, dude, I'll do that. I'll move back down a little bit in that draft, and I'll take that uh, Manny Sanders and your second. I'll give you my first. I mean, I would feel all right with that. I would almost um, feel better doing the type of thing that we were talking about early, where, earlier, where you're getting, where you're getting the players, they're the person's second and a player. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For for Emmanuel, like a like a young and up and coming type of wide receiver or tight end. Yeah, or you just flip him for a guy like Chris Godwin straight up. You know, something along those lines. And you're, yeah, you're getting player. a lot younger. You're getting an upside guy, and, but you know that guy's not really necessarily producing and helping your team this year. So you you want to upgrade to a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. If you're if you're buying, um, so yeah, that's that's not a bad way to look at it either. Yeah, I think Chris Guy wouldn't be somebody that you can probably get straight up for Emmanuel Sanders. Again, I, I there's would, a lot of upside out there. I would definitely think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other wide receivers that are a little bit younger that you might be able to possibly. Uh, acquire like a guy maybe like you like maybe you could probably get like a DJ Shark and like a third um, yep. or maybe even like a 19 second in a guy like DJ Shark so you're getting two seconds on that draft that might be a good value there um, maybe flip for a guy like Keelan Cole straight up I think that might be that terrible value where you're looking again for a guy like with some upside there uh, out of Jacksonville maybe you can find somebody that's really frustrated with um, a guy just like Sammy Watkins straight up you know hmm. like Sammy Watkins isn't anything a long time Big name, but hasn't produced. But, okay, I'll give you Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders right now, and I'll take all the risk with Sammy. Definitely come off that hamstring. We even mentioned that. Sammy came out with the game with the hamstring. I forgot about um, that, yep. A guy with some upside right there as well, or even a guy that got a Cleveland, Antonio Callaway, straight up. I think that's what Manny Sanders if – you, if you don't go the draft pick route and you want to get younger there, I think those are all good name values that you can get for a guy like Emmanuel Sanders. I agree, and I, and I would like that. I, I think I'd like that strategy almost a little bit more than just going draft pick. But oh, definitely! If I can ever get a good yeah. upside player I like that's already got some years in there, I'm definitely taking that over. I don't care what draft class it is. Definitely, we're talking second round picks. A um, couple more guys here. Uh, maybe some running backs. 
Carlos Hyde currently running back eight on a year. He does lead the NFL uh, in touchdowns for running backs, but at the same time, he's averaged under four yards per carry. Here in Cleveland, they're already saying they're going to try and give Nick Chubb more carries. Why? Because that's clear as day when a guy has three carries for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Not as clear as day when you're Hugh Jackson and you're the worst coach in the NFL. Uh, but for everybody else, it's, it's as clear as day. In Cleveland, we've been saying, why haven't Nick Chubb getting carries all along? But, you know, again, he's an idiot, and, you know, we're not, and we just host podcasts. But what do we know? Um, nothing clearly. So Carlos Hyde, I think right now for a guy that needs somebody that needs running back help, the fact that he is running back eight on a year, you could probably get out from under him. And at this point, the way it's looking like here from what I'm hearing and reading is I would take sh- just about anything for Carlos Hyde. Honestly. Um, I know he's a producer, but if I'm out of it, knowing that he's going to, he's not going to be here next year in Cleveland for sure. I'd be surprised. Yeah. And, out of the, uh, you know, when it comes to these older running backs, it's going to be hard. Definitely with a guy like Tevin Coleman going to be on the market, a guy like Le'Veon Bell on the market. I think it's going to be pretty hard for Carlos Hyde to find a legit job, average under four yards per carry. At this point with Carlos Hyde, being running back number eight on the year, I'm going to carpe diem that moment, and I'm going to sell him, and I'm going to take what I can get. Like, any receivers we met, I'm taking any young receiver we can. I'm taking Naheem Hines. I'm giving a little bit something more back. I'll give you Carlos Hyde, and I'll give you my third. Uh, if you give me Hines, it can happen because Hines running back th- 13 a year. But you know what I mean? I'm giving a little bit more. I'm just trying to, I'm going desperation and hide. I'm taking what I can. It's a sinking ship. My my bucket's got a hole in it as well. <laughs> I'm going down with it. I got to get out of here. Give me something that's going to float. I got you. I'm with you there too. I, um, I didn't realize, I actually did not realize that Carlos Hyde was 28. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you agree, just anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I would feel great getting like a you know a second round pick, or but like like you said, I'd probably much rather get one of those players. Yeah, that I'm, we had mentioned. Previously. I think for him, I'd try to shoot for like an upside player. Yep. You know, like you're not going to get Chris. Now you're not getting Chris Godwin. You're not getting honestly. You're not even going to get a Tolio Callaway mm-hmm. for something like that. But maybe you can get somebody else along those lines. Again, I'm. I, I'd probably shoot. I'd probably okay with the, if the, if the class is as deep as I think it will be. I'd honestly be okay with the twenty twenty third. I right. would. Um, so let's let's just lump these last two guys in kind of together. Yes. Um, I feel like they're almost the same thing. Uh, Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson. So, I mean, I know there's some discrepancy right now in their, their rankings. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is ranked ninth and Adrian Peterson is, is 18th. But, um, 16th. PPR leagues. Because of the ties. Yeah. All the ties. Yeah. But it, he's, actually, he he's actually the 18th. But it, yeah, he already had his buy, so you know, really, they're much closer than that in in rank. So I think we could kind of lump these guys and age that we yeah. can lump these. And guys And you could together. probably get a second for both of these guys right now. I feel like they're doing well enough, and and these guys even more so than Carlos Hyde. I would say seize the day on because I mean they're obviously much closer to the end um, of having any value. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, for sure. I mean, again, and I think seconds completely reasonable at this point definitely have the huge game that Marshawn just came off of right now and I, and I would and I would think that for a player like this you you know the, the the person who owns them and is trying to get rid of them is most likely gonna look for just a pick just give me a pick you know what I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna give a high upside player for no. a guy like this so you, the most of these moves are gonna be for uh, some sort of draft pick most likely a second and remember when you push that second round picture yet you got you inflate them Right at the same time, like, come on, dude. Like your second's basically gonna be a third, anyways. If I give you him, you're a contender. Your team's really sweet. There's a good chance you have a chance to win this whole thing. Uh, Marshawn's the kind of player that's gonna give you the edge. That's gonna help you do that. 
So, I mean, we're talking a super late second round pick, almost a third round pick. Anyways, you know, if your team if your team wasn't so good, I would take a third. But your team's so good because you're such a good owner. Because <laughs> yeah. you're such a good owner. Um, yeah. So those are some guys that would be good sell points at this point in the season. A couple guys here because I know we're against up against it, way up against it here in time. We're in an hour and 11 minutes. Um, a couple guys I think that I am still interested in buying at this point. Um, they might seem pretty clear to most, but I can see owners being frustrated. I'm going to go through them real quick. Dalvin Cook, currently running back number 42 on a year. Uh, I don't know if he's just having trouble coming back from injury. What's he's, going on? He's not 100%. He yeah. Just Minnesota's not, and you know what? Minnesota's not even running the ball. Right. I think you're going to la- going into this week, they ran the ball for the last two games before that 17 times, Matt. Yep. 17 times they ran the ball. That's not very good. So he's not even getting an opportunity. You're saying he's already coming out and saying he's not 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm buying Dalvin Cook. I'm buying Dalvin Cook everywhere I can get him. If you're in a league with me and you own him, sell him to me. I'm all in on Dalvin Cook still. I'm not out at all. I think you can still get him because I see frustrators owner. I know an owner that's frustrated with him already. It's silly. I know. To me, it's silly, but sometimes people get frustrated easily. Just as I am frustrated with Leonard Fournette, which people might think is silly, people will be frustrated with Dalvin Cook. Um, Keen Allen, currently wide receiver number 31 on a year. Yep. Somewhat surprising. I think a lot of that, too, comes with he's not scoring touchdowns. And he's been nicked up a little bit. His, so, his, knees, his knee was flared up. It did flare up. You're yep. right, and I mean, so, so right now he's a low end. He's a low end running back, wide receiver three right now. Right. Buying, um, you, you know, when that guy's healthy, he's awesome, and I'm not sure he's healthy right now. So, um, if you can get him at the right price, I'm a buyer. Okay, Allen Robinson, currently wide receiver 41 overall. Are you buying? Yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, I expected a really slow start for him for somebody not playing football for a year and a yep. half almost. Yeah, uh, you know, he's been out for a while. It's a new offense there. Though it's a new offense for everyone there. You know what I mean? And and it's just starting to click as as you could see in this past week. Yeah, and still, you know, he had a touchdown on a couple catches there, but one right. of them was for a touchdown there. Uh, I think he gave him ten points total there, so he had like two catches for like twenty yards, but a touchdown. Uh, Allen Robinson, again, I, th- I really like that Matt Nagy offense coming out of there. Mm-hmm. Like KC, I think it's a good thing for him. I do like Allen Robinson. I am buying him. And another guy here uh, I think is good value to buy. I think we just talked about selling him not too long ago, but a good guy to buy now is Devin Funches, currently wide receiver number 55, coming off a buy, though, as well. We mentioned when we were talking about selling him that when Greg Olson came back in, his stats were literally cut in half. But Greg Olson is gone now, and we saw an uptick already uh, going into the last week with him uh, before the bye, I think at Evan Funches, if you're real desperate at receiver, he's going to be somebody you can get for a pretty affordable price and might help you going forward as a wide receiver three for the rest of the year. Yep, not a bad buy. All right, well, that was a long-ass show. Yes, it was. All this talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of it was just about injuries. There's a lot of injuries, man. Yeah, we're, we're like the injury show. Uh well, in the meantime, got to talk about it. Yeah. If you want to talk about fantasy football, if you want to talk anything you want to talk about, it could be soup, it could be action figures. I don't know anything about action figures. Uh, anything, just hit me up on might, Twitter. Might be a boring conversation if you ask yeah. me about action figures. Hey, what do you think about action figures? I don't know. Why don't you ask my five-year-old son? <laughs> what I look like over here, the toy guy? No, I'm Dynasty guy. If you want to talk Dynasty fantasy football or fantasy football, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. We're always here uh, to help you along the way, uh, 365 days a year. And, uh, of course, check out DynastyNerds.com every single day for all these sweet-ass articles and stuff. And if you want to buy a Dynasty Nerd t-shirt, we have those. Most comfortable t-shirt you ever wear. 
If you got some free time, hey, take about three minutes your day, get up on your iTunes, leave us a rating review. Steal on. grandma's phone. Somebody, leave it. Leave another one. Somebody left a review on iTunes that said, "I'm leaving this on my grandma for my grandma's phone." I love that. <laughs> Whoever you are, you know who you are. Okay, I don't know your name, but I read that. <laughs> I read that, and, and I, I appreciated it. it. Uh, but it is the f- easiest way to support the podcast for free. Uh, it actually helps the podcast in more ways than you would even know. It keeps us at the top of the charts there with all the ratings and reviews. So please take the time to leave us one. And if not, well, I hope your grandma doesn't give you a Christmas present or any kind of present for that matter, whatever holiday you celebrate or birthday. I was just hoping you kept that clean. <laughs> a lot of things could have gone wrong there, Yes, uh, but I'm tired now because it's been a long show. So uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully none of my players get hurt. Yeah, mine either. Good right. luck. Ta-da. Adios. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.